folks, welcome back to the Moyes Health Podcast. Thank you for returning to share a little bit of your day with me. And hopefully if I can inspire you, then ultimately this whole recording malarkey and posting has been worthwhile. I hope you've had a good week. Hope you took a lot away from our last episode, all related to problems and problem solving, which of course is an area that we all come across with our lives and of course when it comes to our programs, deficits and the things we're looking to achieve. Rarely is it ever a straight line from point A to point B in terms of achieving what you want to achieve. And so that's ultimately the purpose of this podcast, to give you guys that perspective and to help you along your journeys. So sit back, relax, enjoy. And hopefully in the next 20 minutes, I can enlighten you, inspire you, educate you, and of course, give you a worthwhile killing of time for 20 minutes. And today's killing of time comes in the form of expectations. Expectations when it comes to what we can achieve, expectations when it comes to what we have achieved, expectations of the journey itself, This is a podcast that I really wanted to dig into you guys, to really open your minds just a little bit more when it comes to what lies ahead and what to expect. Because I've been doing this a while, and not just the podcast, I mean coaching in general. And one of the, I guess, the the things that comes to the forefront straight away is that when people are in deficits and they are adhering for a period of time, A natural element of lackadaisicalness comes into it. Data gets a bit sloppy, but people get tired because of course you want the journey done. Nobody signs up to a program or nobody does a deficit wanting it to be as long as possible. They want it to be as short as possible. But the factors that come into that are of course, how much weight you have to lose, how long it's gonna take you to get there. And then of course your own adherence factors as well. You might be a single bachelor that has control over every single element of your life and therefore adherence is easy. You might be a mum of five that has all the craziness of life to deal with and therefore isn't in control of the food in the house or the food you have to cook and things like that. And obviously there's a million and one different things in between. Don't key into the fact that I said mum and cooking. I know we're in 2023, but dads cook too. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. But my point is, in that situation, you're not necessarily in control of everything because there is food that needs to be in the house for the kids for their lunch boxes. You've got a busy life you need to deal with. You're being pulled left, right and center. And then all of a sudden, when you think you've got your shit together, one of the kids is off sick and you find yourself completely thrown upside down when it comes to what you thought your day or your week was going to look like. So this episode, 105 expectations. So let's firstly, well, start as we always do from the beginning. You start, you sign up, even if you don't sign up, you begin your process. The expectation, first and foremost, at that stage is of, this is easy, especially with my guys. When they first sign up, they go through their induction phase, they learn about the science behind the program, and the light bulb comes on, and they see this huge light at the end of the tunnel, And it's, oh my God, this is so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And that is true, don't get me wrong. But at that stage, not only are you blessed with this newfound information of, oh my God, it doesn't need to be arduous, but also you're enthusiastic, you're fired up, you're ready to go. And so your expectation at that stage is, I'm gonna smash this. And so it should be, 
That is what it's supposed to be at the beginning. You get into the meat and potatoes of things, you get going, you begin to look at your day, you begin to make some changes to you know, adjust what you're consuming, adjust how much you're moving, and initially your expectation is a little bit lofty. I would hasten to say that probably 95% of the people that I first start working with set unrealistic expectations of themselves when it comes to their movement, their exercise, their ability. And this is why I'm so careful when people first start out to remind them of, okay, what are the last two months look like before you signed up? What does your day look like? What does your exercise look like? What is your movement? What is your steps? What is your general planning, mindfulness, etc.? Because that's the default. That's ultimately, you know, when it all goes peak tong, if it all goes peak tong, obviously my job is to avoid that, then that's what you're going to head back to. You're going to start eating in the way that you used to eat, moving in the way that you used to move, i.e. a lot of times, not a lot, and you're going to not exercise. So I'm really wary that when someone jumps in and they go, cool, I'm going to do five exercise sessions per week, I'm going to do 10,000 steps, and I'm going to absolutely smash my calories. It's like, well, hang on a second. Firstly, was that what you were doing previously? Oh, no, I wasn't exercising at all. Okay, and what were your steps previously? Uh, about two, 3,000 a day. Okay, put the brakes on this for a second. What makes you think you're suddenly going to go from two or 3,000 steps to a day to 10,000? What makes you think you're suddenly going to go from no exercise to five exercise sessions? Because firstly, you've got the natural ache that comes when you first start exercising. I don't know many people that can do five exercise sessions in their first week having done nothing because you will be aching like a bastard. So you're not going to do it. You just, you can't. You need to recover. And five's overkill. You don't need that in the beginning. So firstly, that right there is an unrealistic expectation. But also, like I said, using the framework of this particular example beforehand, they weren't moving that much. So all of this framework, all of the, yeah, five sessions, 10,000 steps, yada, 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 comes from enthusiasm, not realism. That may very well be where they end up doing 10,000 steps, five sessions per week. But rarely does someone go from being sedentary, inactive, and mindless to within a few days, I'm fucking on it, okay? Happens on some occasions, rarely is it sustained. And I even say this to my Made by Moyes gang, which is designed to be a short, sharp shock of a program. I even say it to them, guys, be realistic with your expectations. Just pace yourself, ease into it, give yourself the recovery you need, and just feel your way into the first couple of weeks. So first and foremost, the initial expectation is of enthusiasm, is of what do I need to do? Because of course, it's at the forefront of their minds, they've just paid some money to do a program, and it's everything. It's everything they're just thinking about. But within a few days, within a week or so, that natural enthusiasm wanes, as it should. And so what follows then is a period of, in some cases, self-deprecation, like, oh man, I said I was gonna do this and I feel really shit because I'm not doing my five sessions. I'm not doing the 10,000 steps. And that's where I jump in and go, hang on a second, you were doing two or 3,000, you're now doing 6,000. That's a huge win, you've doubled your steps. You weren't doing any exercise, you did two sessions last week. That's a huge win. And so managing that expectation is also a big, big part of my job. 
but also people underestimate their ability because not only do you have that initial enthusiasm expectation and then bubble burst but also people's ability depending on what your life looked like before depending on how much weight you'd gained and how poor your health had become prior to beginning this change your ability may not be the ability to get up and exercise at all your ability your physical fitness may not even allow you to do 5000 steps I had a lady start with me recently, absolutely wonderful lady, and she started off by just managing her steps, let's see what you do. And we spoke initially about doing about 2,000 steps. And then week after week, we gradually began to just increase it to a higher level. At this moment in time, we're on 4,000 steps, and she's smashing it, double what she was doing previously. But if you go on the fucking internet and you Google how many steps should I do per day, then of course she's gonna get demoralized because she'll go, oh man, I'm doing 4,000. Google says I should do 10,000. But it's managing abilities. This particular lady has got health issues. And as I said, look at what she's come from. She's doubled how much she moves. That is huge when it comes to achievement. Don't get me wrong, we don't wanna rest on those laurels. We do want to continue to improve to a point which is sustainable, yes, but, enables enough movement to burn enough calories improve fitness etc but you gotta you know one step at a time walk before you run as they say on top of physical ability and mental ability depending on who you were previously and how much of a perennial shift it is you've got duration a lot of people massively underestimate the duration how long they are going to need to do it for this happens a lot and I do my best to manage this expectation, but sometimes you can't help people's own brains running away with them. Now, my programs are MBM is eight weeks initially, um, and then my online coaching is 12 weeks initially. So let's focus on that one, three months. You can achieve a lot in three months, don't get me wrong. But those three months aren't just focused around the achievement of how much weight can I lose in those three months because you've also got a lot of behavioral changes which don't manifest themselves on the scales initially. All of those behavioral changes when it comes to how you think, the habits you put in place take time to build. And so one would argue that that first month, as transformative as it is physically, is more focused on the mental side of things than it is about the physical. Get your head down, focus on building the changes, building that momentum. And then in months two and three, that's really when the meat of potatoes come in. Because A, the initial habits have been built and that first month is so important with regards building sustainable habits because ultimately in month two and three is when people's natural enthusiasm begins to wane, particularly in week three. So. It's important to bear in mind that duration, first and foremost, is ultimately set by your what can you adhere to from a deficit perspective, if we're talking fat loss, your own ability, and of course, that will be factored to lifestyle, lifestyle situation, you know, kids and craziness, as I spoke about in the beginning. But also duration will be how far down the wrong road did you go? If you spent years heading down the wrong road, then you've probably got double figures maybe in some cases even triple figures, body fat to lose, in pounds I mean. So we've gotta be mindful of that and recognize that the duration is what the duration is. 
People obsess about duration too much and they go, right, 12 weeks, cool, I'm gonna do it in 12 weeks. But then when you do the math, you go, right, you have to average a loss of freaking two and a half or three pounds per week. Bear in mind, you're gonna get weeks where adherence is rocky. No one has a perfect 12 weeks. And also, on top of that, you've got the fact of actually being able to stick to it. Because then what happens after the 12 weeks? So this is why I'm really careful to explain to people that duration is what duration is. We will naturally, through adherence and through time, see what your ability is as far as how fast can you lose, what can you adhere to. Because like I said, when enthusiasm wanes, we need things like refeeds. We need things like higher calories, Saturdays and things like that. So you've got to factor that in. It can't just be fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, how fast can I lose? Because life finds a way. <laughs> Jurassic Park reference there. Then you've got to look down the road of the other factors. So the effort you want to put in, that effort will naturally wane, as I said. Adjustments that need to be made. Oh, you were sticking to that, but all of a sudden life has changed. You've been made redundant, so therefore, you know, life is, is maybe more open to you now. Or in fact, nope, you've got to get a new job, and that job is wildly different to the ability you had previously. Sometimes more active, sometimes less active, sometimes got to get another job and therefore situations are what they are. That's just one example. You know, oh, you've, you've had a kid or something has changed. So got to be constantly adapting. It's one of the reasons that I do coaching rather than plans because coaching is important. Life changes. You need someone there to really guide you in terms of adjusting the direction and helping you implement it when there is so much changeability in what is your life and that's quite a good point to touch on as well changeability uh, is it a word not quite sure but i'm going to use it your life changes it adapts and a big part of your transformation is to understand that the duration is what the duration is as i said but it's also recognizing that the need for adaptation is incredibly important but the expectation is that people are going to be enthused they're being going to be consistent they're going to be dialed in, they're going to be ruthlessly focused from the moment they begin until the moment they achieve their goal. And that ain't freaking true. That's not even encompassing the randomness of things like, oh, I've got a holiday coming up, so I probably can't adhere to it that week. Or I've got my anniversary, I've got a birthday, I've got all these random things coming up. Uh, or an operation is, is another common one, you know? We've gotta be empathetic to that and adjust the plan based upon the fact that there's a big parameter there which is, well, it needs to be adapted and navigated. So ultimately, expectations. We place a lot of unrealistic, unrealistic expectations on ourselves with what we can actually do, adhere to, what we actually think the journey is going to look like and how the journey will actually go, how life will go. It's all got to be tweaked. It's got to be accepted that change is inevitable. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of applying the saying of instead of waiting for the storm to pass, learn to dance in the rain. You do need to learn to be adaptable, but if you go into it with the expectation of, yep, this is good, this is great, I can stick to this, thank you very much, you're gonna have a bad time. And what ultimately ends up happening is, I've known a lot of people do the work seemingly on paper. I mentioned previously about people's enthusiasm and expectation of 
always being enthused to track accurately. Whereas in the beginning, if you get someone that's weighing all their food, double checking everything and their, their numbers on my fitness power NutriCheck are absolutely dialed in, what potentially could be the case but a month later is they're eyeballing everything, their calories have increased by 20 or 30%, but they don't even realize it. So therefore progress is naturally stagnating because they're consuming more, but they swear blind that they're not. Very, very difficult situation for a coach to manage because you're not a fly on the wall. There has to be a trust element. There cannot be micromanaging in that degree. It has to be, you have the autonomy, look after the data. So there's that to consider. The final thing as well to consider is the adaptability that's needed through physical adaptations. If you start off with a smaller deficit, as someone loses, they have less mass, they require less calories, they burn less calories. Ultimately, what was a decent sized deficit initially has become a smaller deficit by default because of their success. So things need to change there. But often we go, oh, I'm, I'm used to my calories, I'm locked in, jobs are good. And, but actually it's a case of, well, sorry, but things have now changed. We do need to create a larger deficit. This ultimately is one of the leading causes, not just that in terms of the needing to adapt, but also the lackadaisical tracking. Add those two things together, you get to a point a few weeks down the line and someone goes, I'm really struggling to lose any more. You've probably heard this. Hell, you may have even said it. I just, I get to that weight and I don't seem to be able to lose any more. I've plateaued. Well, fat loss plateaus are bullshit. Fat loss plateaus don't happen. They only happen if the calorie deficit is wiped out. In other words, not only have you got the metabolic adaptation of your body doesn't require as much energy because there's less of you, well done, but also You've become lackadaisical with your tracking, therefore you think you're still consuming the calories you were previously, but actually you're consuming 20, 30% more than that. Add those two together, you're not in a calorie deficit, you're not consuming the calories you actually think you are, you're 20, 30% above that, and therefore that is why you've plateaued. It has nothing to do with any kind of higher, higher power fucking situation of, I just can't lose anymore. It's the science. And so that's something to be really aware of. So expectations. Expect in every single avenue of what you're doing from adherence to mindset to the situation itself, expect change. And really, really be careful with your expectation of not only how long the journey is, but also your ability throughout that journey you may massively overestimate what you are capable of. You may massively underestimate the importance of the details. So there we go, folks. A little eye-opener, I hope, in terms of the psychological fuckery that happens along someone's journey and something which I really hope just empowers you to make sure that you remember the devils in the details. Look after everything you can look after. You know my saying, and I'm about to repeat it. Accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can. Focus on staying on top of the details, making sure you're dialed in on the things that you do have the ability to control. The accuracy of the calories you're consuming and logging. The movement of which you are doing. And of course, being prepared to enact plan B or plan C because life has thrown you a curveball. 
Thanks ever so much for your time on this podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, please let me know. There are two ways in which you can do that. The easy way is jump on Instagram at Chris Moyes and send me a message and let me know what you thought. The second is to jump onto uh, Apple Podcasts, go to the review section and leave a little review for me and a little rating as well. Massively helps bump the podcast up the charts, which ultimately means that other people see it, which is kind of the point. I don't put this information out there just for a tiny select group of people. I wanna help as many people as I possibly can. And you, yes, you listening to me right now can help me do that. So when you stop your car, when you finish your walk or hell, if you are safe to do so, grab your phone right now for me and pay it forwards because that's what this community is all about. I'll see you next time. Toodles.